2: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
3: Oi. The boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tails can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kitties around. And f- thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So drop your fucking nits and now it's time to go. the Footy, footy, it's time to get this party started. It's a footy, footy, it's time to get this party started. With Johnny, Jimmy, Craig, and Jimmy, JC. we know and we talk about footy, footy. It's time to get this party started tonight. You're listening to this just in on Footy Prime. Your almost daily Footy Fix.
0: Your oh,
1: no. Jorge. Oh, Jorge. Jorge's Ugh. got some splaining to do. What's he got to do? What's he doing now? I know he's everyone hates him, but he just won. Can he can he celebrate much? No, everyone.
0: Luis, let's shift it to Luis because he's fucking disgusting.
1: Okay, so I saw that the picture. I didn't see the video, but I saw Mm -hmm. the picture. Luis Rubiales, we're talking about. He just grabbed this woman's face and planted on her.
0: Mm -hmm. He also grabbed his crotch. In in like the the royal box, sitting next to the Spanish queen, he's celebrating. He's like, you know, fists clenched and like very demonstrative and and how pleased he is. And then he grabs his crotch. He planted another kiss on another player, I think, on Carmona's cheek. Did he? Disgusting. Did, did he, he hump the,
1: the Spanish queen at the same time? Like, how further did he go here?
2: Just the both. I don't know. Oh, just so, so creepy.
1: So creepy.
2: Yeah. So he grabbed the crutch. I didn't see that part. So it's he a he his, Yeah, there's a,
0: there's a video where he's like grabbing his crotch.
2: But like, Michael it's not Jackson like on their lawn. Like, yes, it's... like dirty uncle grab.
0: <laughs> way more dirty uncle. Way more yeah. towards the end of that spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> there is no hee hee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that what means? Okay, if you grab your crutch
1: and you go hee hee. That makes it yeah. okay, because Michael no, Jackson was a stand-up guy. nothing about that was guy. okay. I just well, want to be clear It's contextualized, then, Sharm. There's context. It's a Michael Jackson <laughs> impersonation celebration. That was pretty good, Charms. Oh, that wasn't Sharms.
0: Yeah, it was me. Well,
1: well I know that. that well, was Yours me. was the first
0: one. <laughs> like, I think I sold it voice? more, though,
2: didn't I? <laughs> I yeah, you may no, but, have. But Michael Jackson's crutch grab, there's a lot more to that than just style, though, I think, as well which we could get into. Maybe we shouldn't. It wasn't quite that. (laughs) Jenny Hermoso said, though, afterwards, um, after saying that she didn't like it very much, she did say it was just the moment, the emotion of the moments, and she didn't read too much into it, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know how much stock I put into that. That was the Federation that put that out, right? I think to smooth things over after they saw the backlash...
2: The same federation that minutes after they won said uh, basically in to to Jorge.
0: Yeah.
4: And then that he's their guy. Yeah. Mm, timing.
0: A little tone deaf, wouldn't you think? A
4: little I bit. W- I wish the queen would pull me in for a little bit of a peck. <laughs> the Spanish queen. May we. May <laughs> we. <No, laughs>
0: I think you mean C. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: Hey, Dub, so uh, it's done. It's finished. You uh, yeah. you got through it. Was it as challenging as you thought it would be when, when you started out? Because when you first started out, you're saying, man, it's like 30-odd days. Yeah. Uh, and you saw the hours, and there was some some concern. But looking back now, was it just as hard as you thought it would be?
0: I think that the the hours were challenging, especially in the group stage. Like when you're looking down the barrel, like you said, of like 30-some-odd games that I was going to be covering – um, and then doing it in the middle of the night and worried about how lucid you're going to be at those hours and how on you're going to be if the words are going to come out of your mouth properly. You know, if you're going to have those, those moments, I was concerned. But then I think once you sort of hit your stride and you develop some chemistry, you got to work with some great people. Um, having two analysts on the panel at the end was great, like having Claire there. But all the producers that were there, the directors, LD, um, Reagan, like all the, like, it was just, it was a, a treat. It was a real pleasure. And he just kind of got into it and he got on with it. And I never really had like a full, a full night's sleep when I was there, when I was doing it. But you cobble together hours and you make it work. And sometimes you surprise yourself. I think I surprised myself. Uh, I think probably as anyone does in that position where once the camera's on and you're like in the moment, you kind of forget that it's four in the morning, right?
4: You it was also a really good World Cup.
0: Also that, yeah, there were very few snooze fests. Although, I did close my eyes. We had a triple header once, and it was one of the better games. It was France-Brazil. Remember when Wendy Renard went back post, and she scored that header for the winner? Yeah. They, like, somehow left her unmarked. But I, like, closed my eyes for a few seconds, and Laura looked at me, and she's like, you okay, pal? (laughs) Like, I just fell asleep. (laughs) I'm really tired.
1: (laughs) I do remember that game, because it was the first week of our Tony Bet parlay, and that was your pick. So I do remember that. (laughs) Fuck. And I also have to say, you've really got some good color. You're more alabaster. Yeah, because white people have done really well. You look like you look like uh, Mr. Burns when he was a ghost.
0: <laughs> and his people I are give really you love.
1: I give you peace. <laughs> You're glowing right now in alabaster hue. Uh,
0: it must be like the seven filters that I put on because I just see fatigue.
1: Well, speaking
2: on behalf of Footy Prime Dobbs, you were brilliant. You, you came throughout the entire mm-hmm. World Cup, I have Thanks, to say, guys. you were excellent.
0: Thank you. And it I must be to refreshing
2: say- too to work with professionals.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, it it really was. It's hard to come back to this. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> it was it was hard to, um, I don't know, like like sometimes when you, you want to be. You want to be frank and you want to just tell it like it is, but like to do it and be less sweary. (laughs) I've I've associated like being frank, not mincing words, and throwing many fucks in there, you know. So I had to had to remove that, had to tone that down. But being at BMO yesterday for the CF Montreal TFC game, it was very cool to be recognized for being on TV rather than being a podcaster. I was like, yes
2: so we're so okay so you're recognized as being a broadcaster um hall of famer amy the footballer was she even below the podcast recognition or somewhere sandwiched in between there nicely
0: no i'm not even i don't even think people know that i played <laughs> it's just like oh that was the girl that was on tv for the last month
2: well if she listened to uh this podcast they'd know because you never showed about it Oh, oh yes, Amy. We know you played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. World Cups, <laughs> Games,
4: open, Jesus Christ!
2: Oh my God! <laughs> um, but yeah, like Craig says, it was a great World Cup. We're going to have a a special broadcast tomorrow with Ryan Wilkinson. Correct. To yes. really break down the tournament and the final.
0: Yes, that's the plan.
2: Why are you blunders to uh, to JC who is no longer Jorge?
0: Because he gave me a heart symbol, so I gave him a
2: You're kiss. You damn right. Kiss. I will tell you
3: this: for the last month, I've been getting so many people to be like, "Hey, is that Amy? Like, that's on your show, Amy? Like, I watch her every night." I'm like,
2: "Yeah, that's right. She's ours. That's she right. belongs yeah. to yeah. us."
3: Yeah, Amy, right. and Amy's the nicest. Amy, just like ah, uh, smitten, tiny bit. Like...
0: Baby Jay, <laughs> equally smitten. I'm a smitten kitten oh, for Casey.
3: It used to be Craig that I had a thing for, He's but blushing, you know. <laughs> now I think it's you know 80.
2: we 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 bring people together on this podcast. That's what we do.
0: Stop doing hand gestures now, JC.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're so filthy, Dubs. Oh, yeah, I forget what it was now on, on the dark web. I I said something that I asked, did it take it too far? And then Wonga reminded me, Dubs. She, she set the new bar for how disgusting we can be that's right so yeah you really are like lowbrow which well we love you so much Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) no i think we just we just double down on it
1: sometimes we are we are our own best mutual admiration club like (laughs) we just say how great we all are it's like it it is a good you know it's a good group to hang out with because we're we're always saying how amazing we are (laughs) and and i know dubs was worried that she's an alcoholic and i'm like (laughs) look you're you're close but we're all close Except yeah. Craig, and He's what I known said where was, that line is that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, right? exactly. Except Craig, yeah. who's got a a different affliction to cat hair. He loves <laughs> cat not hair. He's Make no mistake. <laughs> but uh, not, not an alcoholic.
2: <laughs> <work>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, Dubs, uh, I understand that that last night at BMO Field, you had your second BMO press box embarrassment.
0: <laughs> that's right. I'm on a roll, and as they say in French, jamais deux sans trois. So there's never two without three. So there's there's going to be another one in my future. But I show up and I said hi to, you know, there was um, uh, Stevie and um, Luke, some guys that I know doing the French Apple play-by-play play and I make my way to the press box. Not a whole lot of people there. So nobody that I really knew. And I was like, I remember you, Sharm, saying that you love to watch the games outside. So I was like, hey, I asked the girl that was there. I was like, where, where can I watch the game outside, but like still be kind of in a press gallery? She's like, yeah, yeah, it's over here. I like grabbed my bag of popcorn from the press box and like walked over. And I was, it was like, I had this whole row of chairs to Mm -hmm. myself and you're basically up in like the, like the actual, like the upper area of, of BMO on that side. And I sat there and I kind of looked around and I was like, oh my God, I could crush a beer right now. So there were like two lovely security ladies who were there. So I went over, I wasn't presumptuous. And I said, if I were to go down to the concourse and get, I don't know, like some peanuts and like a beer, would that be okay? And she's like, oh yeah, don't worry about it. Thank you. And I, I feel like now I should, I don't want to be throwing anybody who works there under the bus. <laughs> I wish I may be doing, but she was very kind. so I came up with my can of beer and then Craig Forrest brought this to my attention. He said, rookie move, because I just should have put the beer in a cup and that wouldn't have been an issue. Right. So dumb. And I sat there and had my beer. and Then I got greedy. <laughs> and then I went back for a second beer. <laughs> and that is when I got caught. Because <laughs> then a lady who was clearly in charge was like, this is a dry area. And I was like, what is this, Utah? No, I didn't say that.
1: <laughs> dry area. There's no yeah. one else there, right?
0: There was nobody else there.
1: And are you just talking about that area on the wing, like on the opposite? Yeah. No, that's, that's a dry dense, area. That kind of area? Yep. Had ha- anyone it's, heard that before?
0: It's adjacent to the press box. It's, it's considered press box area. So just, I I know that I know you're not allowed to crush beers in a press box, but I they I don't used
1: know. to you yeah. used to be able to. I've had beers
4: in the press box. You used before. to be able to until last time mm-hmm. Dubs was they there and that. she got it got us nearly kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> that that may be the reason why it's dry now. Yeah,
0: this is true.
4: Yeah, so
2: just to clarify, though, you were there by yourself
0: mm-hmm.
2: crushing beers. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, look, when, crushing you, when you said she's quite an like alcoholic. Too- <laughs> Two beers over the course of 90 minutes? That's not crushing beers. That's just enjoying the no, occasion. Did you,
1: wait a second. Didn't you go out for beers? At a, I, I remember in the dark web, a tech said, going out for beers at 11 in the morning on, on, on the day of the match oh, with okay. the TSN people. Yeah. You
0: no, know, so what we did, so that was basically we did the the final. So we we're in studio at like 1.30 or 2 a.m., prepping and then we were on air and then like that's basically the end of our night right so we did like this like team picture of everybody who's involved um and that was awesome and then we went over to the is it milestones is that the restaurant Mm -hmm. and we were the degenerates that were like we'll have a table and we don't need the food menus (laughs) we're just getting drinks and it was 10 a.m um
1: that was the same day (laughs) so 10 a.m till okay so, yep. can and you, then can I you had please? beers
0: at BMO, we and might, then I went out for geez. beers later. Is this an
1: intervention tonight, Sharers? <laughs> it might be. No, I think yeah, we're it having – I it's, think it's, there's it's, a
2: lot of – I, I ask one question, Dubs. Please tell me that, that Laura was the most out of control, though. Please tell me that.
0: No, LD didn't no. even come. And I had to, like, what? strong arm – I had to strong arm Rustad, Rustag. Oh, my God. Rustag. Rustag? Claire. Claire. Into coming – why? And then everybody got drinks that I was jealous of. Like, I got um, I got a Blue Moon, which I like. But then somebody got a Guinness, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, if you're going to get a, a drink at 10 a.m., Guinness. And then somebody else got, like, some spritzer, and it was, looked amazing. So other people got, like, different flavor Caesars. I looked down at my Blue Moon, and I was like, this is a terrible choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. It was a good beer.
2: Guinness is a nice morning beer, though. You're right. Yeah. It goes down. A bit like cereal. Nice and smooth. <laughs> Well, Shot
0: full of right. iron, good for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, Dubs, we're glad you made it through and that you enjoyed our fair city for that month or so. Yeah. Um, do you think TSN are going to your and try and steal you away again? You know, start a podcast or anything? I don't think so. No. How are their numbers? Well, we do you know the, the TV numbers? Was Canada going, crashed though, out? Me. Do you know how how they did?
0: Uh no, I don't.
2: In the hours, they'd be, obviously, they'd be healthy. coming out today. Yeah.
4: I think overall, though, overall for the tournament, I'm just curious. PPMs.
0: Like i was having a sniff. No question. How
4: do you think Spain, uh, Spain played dubs when you look at the final? They played really well, I thought. I agree. I thought they were excellent. I
0: thought they were so good. I thought they were exactly as you would expect Spain to be, but I thought they were really kind of like pragmatic in their approach and really not conservative, but like aggressive defensively. So they really went after England. So, like, they were still, like, I, think I thought Bon Mati got up the field really, really well, um, got in behind, really stretched England, challenged them that way. Um, they Like, Vilda's decision to start parallelo like, that was, that was ballsy. I think he deserves some credit tactically there to, to go with her because she gets the winner against the Netherlands in extra time. She gets the opening goal against Sweden. Um, it's Carmona that gets the winner in that game, and then she scores the goal again, um, the long goal in the final. Um, so yeah, I thought I didn't think that he would do that because she, she's been like a game changer coming off the bench. So he starts her, and then you get not a muted version of herself, but when you're used to playing 20 minutes, you're not going to be as impactful stretched out over 90 minutes, right? But I think that right. going so was she right. and Cal What's amazing I find way? is
4: that this team is a is a team that don't like their manager. No, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> We're, <laughs> having delayed, We're having some like, uh, some connection issues. Wait with a Craig, second, uh, going Craig. In,
1: Craig Forrest with some internet issues.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, he's so polite. He's not actually interrupting, but it sounds no. like he is, but he's
4: not. <laughs> no, so the, with, uh... the listeners
2: thinking, Cra- Craig's getting really rude. He's, he's not at all. It's just the internet connection. So, sorry, Craig, keep, keep going. Let's give him five seconds,
4: guys. Don't talk. Craig, continue.
1: Mm-hmm, One, mm-hmm, two, mm-hmm, three, mm-hmm, four.
4: I just find it amazing <laughs> that with a side that's had so much, you know, conflict off the pitch. They don't like the coach. He got it t- tactically right, of course. And then 15, I think, players pulled out. And he brought three back. Some of the other ones wanted to come back. But with all this going around, we talk about brotherhood, sisterhood, and how important that is. And here's a team that did it just in spite of it all. It is yeah. amazing, right? And, and, and Claire, I mean, Claire, Jesus Christ, now my brain's
2: going. <laughs> Sorry, dubs. Um I mean, what's, what's next? I mean, this, this, this team galvanized <laughs> themselves, it seems, despite this manager who they all hated. Yeah. Right. And we saw it some really cringy moments in the tournament, especially the last couple of games, you know, when he, he tried to join in with the celebration and they just basically kind of turned their back to him. Mm-hmm. At one point, they were all jumping around, but it was mainly his staff members around him. Uh, despite what the federations say, they, they can't continue with him, can they? Surely.
0: No, they can't. And and in speaking with like some of my friends who are who are coaches, it actually was Rian who made a good point, saying not in support of Vilda, but just it was actually on the last broadcast saying this is not a new thing that some players don't like a coach. Right? There's so many reasons why players don't like a coach, but obviously this was 15. This is a large proportion of that roster originally last year. That stood up and said that it, they had inadequate preparations in advance of the Euros. They didn't feel like they were supported with like the the physios with all of the resources that were provided to them. It was in stark contrast to what they were provided to at their clubs. So like the professionalization of the women's game sort of made them more attuned to what they should be receiving at the national team level, and they were not. But then like some decisions, you know, like reading into stuff about him wanting the doors to always be open. Um, into the rooms uh, doing bag checks when they had like a day off. So like looking to see what they had in their bags were bringing back into the hotel, like some pretty shady, like shitty stuff. Right. So, but then like, is, is he doing all of this? Like the talk has been, are the players performed in spite of what the Federation has done and what Vilda has done, of course. And that's what should be celebrated. And i hated the narrative and I'm going to come back to Vilda in a second. I hated the, the narrative that was Spain needed to lose well before the final in order for there to be a reckoning and that I, I hated that. It, it, it can't be that. Um, so I think you deserve it. You have to focus on the players and the performance and the quality that was on the pitch in absence, Craig, you mentioned it, three of their best players right down that spine and Patry, um, Mappy Leon, the center back and, uh, and Panios, their starting goalkeeper like a year ago. Um, so mm-hmm. imagine how good they would have been with, with them. But, like, to go back to Vilda, so he does get something right. But, um, you know, they, he, he can't come back. He can't be the coach. So, you know, it, it, you have to believe the players. I think you have to support the players. But there's clearly a paradox in the women's game where there's been such progress since 2019, since France, um, in, in the expansion of the field that we've talked about so much that we thought there would be more disparity on display, and it's been the opposite. It's, we've, it's shown like the gap is closing. It's almost a reckoning for these nations that have been the favorites that they have to keep pushing because these other nations that are sort of fledgling and, um, and the underdogs are coming and they're knocking on the door. But I mean, the, the women's game then doing all that um, and the problems that exist at the Federation, because it's not just Spain, it's South Africa, it's Nigeria, it's um, Jamaica, having to crowdfund to get there, uh, Colombia our own country. So it's it's sort of symptomatic of of a rampant problem in in the women's game. And to go back to Vilda, I think regardless of what was going to happen, he was no he was he's not going to be in charge anymore. And and whether that's justice, I I don't know because we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But I don't think it's just players who were bitter because they were they were playing. I think if it was one or two or three, maybe, but it was fifteen. And it was clearly on display. And I think it was a little bit a narrative that the media wanted to project. They were looking for things. They were looking for that fracture. They were looking for like the two separate groups celebrating. But um, I think there was enough there that that he, he can't possibly be the guy in charge moving forward. Mm.
1: Um, I was I'm lucky enough to go out for breakfast once a month, maybe twice a month with Craig. And Craig was telling, I want to, you know, the bag check thing. It reminds me of Craig just told me the story and he said it. He reminded me because he actually said it in on this podcast about Holger Osiek. Craig went to go have a coffee after hours dressed in his sweats and Holger put his arm up and a professional soccer player and stopped him from leaving the building. And I was like, this sounds like that. And so it's making me, I'm not, it's a story that share, Craig shared, but I'm wondering, is there sometimes a disconnect between old school coaches and players just across the board? Because I know, I said what my reaction to that was, the reason I, I went, you you were 28, playing for Canada, going for a coffee, not drinking obviously going for coffee and he, he stopped, he put his arm in front of you as you left and didn't let you leave. And I thought that was so yeah, there's a
4: whole group. There's a whole group of us that did that. Yeah. They're, I just
1: kind of went, are you they're... fucking kidding me? Professional athletes can't leave a fucking hotel. So it was, I, I literally, I went, you know, if you don't trust your team that, to go have a, a coffee dressed in sweats, You know, these things, this disconnect between how people need to be treated as a manager. You know, you're not just a coach, you're a manager of people and to not recognize that. So someone can and look, we've all I'm sure we've all been in places where you've done the wrong thing or felt. the. And then you go, oh, I'm going to change my ways with 15 people saying, hey, I don't want to play with this guy. (laughs) There's there's obviously an issue, but maybe one of those issues is. He's never going to have anyone listen to him nowadays.
0: Mm-hmm. But there's never going to be any, uh, unless FIFA intervenes, like his dad is in charge of women's soccer at the Spanish Federation. <laughs> Did you guys know that? No.
1: That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. He's ridiculous. in a no-lose situation.
0: Yeah. But no, you bring up a good point, Longer. I think, and my reaction in that type of situation I can't think of one in particular, like, like Forrest was talking about, but we've had coaches in the past, the women's national team where they, they try to like, they would come into our room and to see if we had, we were smuggling in snacks um, make sure we didn't have like chips or, you know, like uh, food that wasn't healthy, you know, and especially players who are in like what we called quote unquote, the fat camp players who would like you failed the, you know, the fitness test or, they deemed that you were too heavy or like you did like the the caliper test and your body fat percentage was too high so you were you were have... talking
1: you know you're talking to me sharms and jc we know we know what side of the street we're on
0: you, Jimmy, and, <laughs> no i wasn't you, i wasn't <laughs> you Jimmy and <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: right you guys are in a fat camp <laughs> yeah i think
1: we are We're in the soft camp. I don't know how fat we are, but soft for sure. P-H-A-T, maybe.
0: Yes.
2: (laughs)
1: Thank you.
0: My reaction, even as as a captain or like one of the leaders on a team, was always like, fuck that shit. And I would almost like want to go the other way and rebel, which was sometimes a poor example. But I'd be like, you're going to tell me. And like I was always on a player who didn't have issues like that. I, in fact, sometimes you need to gain weight. And, like, you're going to tell me that I can't have um, some oatmeal in my room at night when I'm hungry? Or I can't have, like, a, a piece of dark chocolate at night? Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? Like, that's not the really scary, shady stuff.
2: Right. Hey, Craig, was there ever a time that you were concerned that you wouldn't pass a fitness test? Was it ever at that point? I mean, you're a tall, slim guy, but... Was it ever that moment you thought, man, maybe I, I was a bit too much on, on mush the pints during the last few weeks? You mean, I, did I think I was fat? Not fat, but like, <laughs> you know, the, the tests are pretty stringent, right? <laughs> I knew you were never fat, but was there a time that you thought maybe conditioning wasn't where it should
4: be? Or were you always pretty confident? Well, out of shape, but not fat. I think I peaked out at about 6%,
2: maybe. 6%. <laughs> Jesus Jesus. Christ. That's a
4: four sometimes, yeah. I could dream of 6%. The
1: closest Uh, I get to that is homogenized milk.
0: (laughs) I think the lowest I was was just under 12%.
1: Wow, that's very low for a for a broad. Yeah, New her world. and her her and her junk food of oatmeal and dark chocolate.
0: Yeah. Ooh,
1: <laughs> so watch I what a out. That
0: it wasn't quite <laughs> bad. <laughs> that's
1: the weirdest thing to sneak in. I'm like, what the? the woman now Nina, she's Nina, pounding and beers Neal. at 10 in the morning. Yeah. No, beers at the, in the press gallery.
0: <laughs> the pendulum is swung. <laughs> Degenerate.
1: Degenerate. <laughs>
4: When you were that weight, Amy, did you uh, continue having uh, your period every month or not?
0: Uh, yeah, I did. I was never kind of at a point where I didn't get it. Because that's, mm. da- that's a dangerous one, right? That's the female athlete triad. Yeah, Disordered so. eating Very and local. then amenorrhea, you don't get your period. And that leads to um, osteoporosis later on in life.
1: Well, Amy, you also, you were a long distance or middle distance runner, Yep, I had at least three friends running track up to 17 years old who were in the, like, A-type personalities, uh, having issues with food, having issues, but competing and competing well was the other thing. That's what's the disconnect, too, is they were killing it, but, like, not eating properly, periods going away each month, which means your system is out of balance Mm -hmm. and um, like you, you played all the sports that this could happen to happens to a lot too.
0: Yeah. Actually Malcolm Gladwell in his revisionist history podcast has a really good episode where he has two coaches of of, like long distance running or track in athletics. And they talk about with, with women when they're going into college and their, their personal best, their PBs just sort of tail off or they plateau. And it's not because And it's like the, it's very regimented, right? Like they, they think, okay, you're gaining weight or you're, you're not taking it seriously. You've gotten lazy, you've laid off your training, but it's not that it's because it's not the progress that you see with your male counterparts because they're impacted by puberty. So it's just this little lull and you can continue to, to, to rise or your times will continue to get better. You will improve, you will see progress, but you have to be patient. And more often than not, this is, this is the issue. And Emma Hayes spoke to it really well. She was like back to like the room checks and, and uh, the fat caliper tests and the weigh-ins and all that shit. She said it should be out of the women's game. There should be support in like Craig, to your point, for, for menstrual cycles, hormonal imbalances, endometriosis, um, training so that you can capitalize on performance and, and really optimizing what's best for not just women, but the individual who's standing in front of you. Um, and it's it's it goes back Mm -hmm. to the research that we need more research on women athletes so that we can predicate all of this high performance training on the research that's been done on women, because you can't just compare it to men. So like the, these women to go back to this Malcolm Gladwell episode, like they, they feel shitty. They feel like they're lesser than because they're comparing themselves to their, their buddies that they train with these guys. And they just keep getting exponentially better. And they feel like they're stalling out or getting worse. And they associate it with gaining weight, but it's, Puberty, you know, and mm-hmm. it takes a couple of years to come out of it. And then you can take that same kind of argument and apply it to all of women's sports. And people will gain weight differently, or you'll gain weight sort of disproportionately. Like I didn't, I've never had a big chest. And I always thought that was like a blessing in disguise because I feel like something flopping around is like. It's going to impede me. Like I've never seen the attraction of having a big rack, but like some people that's where they gain weight or like,
4: I feel like that as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like big knockers hang, like wagging around. I don't, I'm not interested in it, but like wagging around. People, wag- Geez,
1: they don't have to wag. I mean, I what the hell's wrong knockers. with you? They I'm could tired. be, they could be, they could be majestic. You know that, <laughs> don't you?
0: Or like I've played with women who have to wear like three sports bras.
1: And what are so, their like- names? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: But do some women? I'm assuming some women have, have breast reduction surgery so they can maintain yep. a certain standard, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, less about a certain standard, but because they're dealing with pain, right? Because it gives them like a horrific back pain, you know. Or like I was told, and we've talked about this before, like that just to take my birth control, um, like consecutively, so I never did get my period. But it was
2: that can't be healthy. No. That's not healthy. That's awful. No. No, but they encourage you to do that.
0: Yeah, because they, they they figured well it was they were doing me kind of a solid by saying well you just don't deal with it right, right. And like from my perspective, really, I was like, oh yeah, that's great.
1: <laughs> I thought <laughs> that you weren't women athletes weren't supposed to have sex. Wait a second, why do you <laughs> why weren't you on birth control? God, well, wasn't it the East Germans <laughs> I'm or the Russians again? That's yeah, right. yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm doing. That's what yeah. I'm
2: doing. <laughs> it was that they would impregnate artificially? And then abort to, 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 to cover the steroid use. Like that is systematic sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no other way to to describe it really.
0: No. And it's capitalizing on like the increase in in hormones and increase in blood volume. And that increases your VO two max, right. Right. Which increases your performance and then abort the abort the baby.
2: Yeah, just discuss that practices. doesn't happen anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Right, huh. Jesus Christ. All I know is that Wonga and me spend so much time together, our cycles are very much in sync and very regular. Yes, thank they God have for been. that. Hey, Wonga,
1: we're healthy. I'm gonna give you a wink, too, and mind starting. <laughs> um, James
0: just knows he can sense it <laughs>
2: <laughs> because he gets fucking crabby, that's why. <laughs> Oh boy,
0: so stupid.
1: Yeah. This is what we were talking about—the bar moving, right? Yeah, exactly. You started, Dubs. Yeah. Jesus.
0: No, and then you guys just trot out this tired old trope.
2: But, yeah, it's not the joke itself. You guys,
0: it's the you guys are crabbyer, the joke. That's funny. Like every three pods, than any woman who is PMSing.
2: <laughs> that is true.
0: Yeah
4: uh listen um you know we bring up a conversation like this it's a serious conversation and it's very informative for all our guy listeners out there are going to love listening to the period talk but it's i just learned something you always learn something on here quit giving her a bad time it's bloody informative (laughs) Mm -hmm. just go with the flow and keep it going (laughs) as i say
2: Anyway, so good. Um, I don't know where it was. Now. Oh, yeah, we're so gonna, the Broadcast back the, tomorrow. Yeah. Ryan will be joining you, Dubs, uh, to break down the final and the tournament as a whole. And uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll address it as well. But we're halfway through the podcast, haven't touched the weekend games just yet. Arsenal, they beat Crystal Palace earlier today. Hence the, the late edition of the podcast today. one nothing. the final, uh, another red card, the fifth of the year in the Premier League already. Tomiyasu with... A second yellow, which is really harsh, I thought. Um, Craig, did he watch this one?
4: Yeah, I thought Crystal Palace played really well. I thought they were like, they can take a lot from that game. They probably deserve something from it. But then again, when you look at Arsenal and Arteta's reaction at the end, it's that little bit of those are the games that they often were giving up away from home and giving up points, and they grinded it out and, you know, man down. They did a really, really good job. So, I think Arsenal will be happy, and I think Crystal Palace will feel unlucky. They had some really good chances. A ton of possession, second half, too.
2: Yeah, they did, actually, didn't they? No, they're going to be just fine this year, Crystal Palace. Good to see Roy Hodgson go out, I think, on what should be a relative high as well.
1: Um, they're, they're a good young team. That's- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
2: That's for sure, despite losing some players this offseason. Uh, City beat Newcastle mm-hmm. 1-0. Great goal by Alvarez. Erling Haaland was was bang average in that one, wasn't he? But mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you guys saw this game, but uh, Phil Foden filling in for Kevin De Bruyne. Looked really, really good.
0: He looks a little bit frantic to me sometimes.
2: Who is, like Not Foden. Mm-hmm. Oh, Foden. Yeah. Like
0: he's not as, and maybe that's just his youth and his inexperience, that he could be much more sort of streamlined and efficient. There seems like a lot of wasted energy.
2: I think it's when teams sit really deep, which often happens, you know, obviously against Man City, he, he can't hit those spaces quite as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe he tries too hard. Whereas you're playing Newcastle, the team that wants to play football as well. He had more channels to run into and, you know, he's not Kevin De Bruyne, but he, he looked pretty damn good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Amy, I was wondering what you thought of Phil Foden's haircut. His follicles. Phil Foden's follicles.
0: <laughs> Great alliteration today.
1: Yeah. You, only because if you've, if you've listened to our, if anyone wants to listen to our back archives, Phil Foden bothers the hell out of me. He, he has that shit eating grin. He's u- upset about playing. He never looks happy. And he's got that horrible haircut. So I just needed someone with a bit of style. Cause you have much more than, well, you're, you're second on the team in style.
0: Who's first? Big oh Jay. me,
1: no. Oh Jimmy. you, <laughs> <Johnny>. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy's does... always well dressed.
0: Jimmy, Jimmy was yeah. wearing capris last time we saw him.
1: That style,
0: in, <laughs> in the <laughs> early two thousands.
2: No, I think you're just you're kind of blinded by the the Bangles. And oh, that's Because true. he wears his Bangles, wrist, he's got
1: style. he
0: walks like an Egyptian?
1: Oh, it is manic Monday. Monday. (laughs) So, what do you think about Phil Foden as as a a a style guru? I well, you've never looked at him that way. No, I'm
0: I'm now looking up his haircut.
2: Oh God,
0: I've never really noticed. We could break down his. uh, We could
2: break down the 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 channels that he runs, or or his haircut. Let's go with the haircut, right? It's a fully prime way, yeah. The one that's got a big issue with him, he's he, he deems him very punchable. Yeah,
1: he's one of disagree. my most punchable players.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, he, <laughs> you can, he could do better with that I'm haircut. I'm sure Phil
1: loves you. Yeah, he's he's worried. He's losing sleep over what Longer says in Canada.
0: It's very Breton Ditsanga. Yeah, we're talking about alliteration. Wait. Oui. So he he's phallic Phil Foden. <laughs> it looks like a head of Rather. a penis. <laughs>
2: He's
4: like a bell end.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I, would, I would die for a hairline like that. to you a cuck. or
0: for you? <laughs> a cat <cuck>
1: like that.
2: <laughs> um, all right, Craig, your turn to talk now. We're going to give you five seconds. West Ham <laughs> beat Chelsea 3-1. Woo! Casado makes a yes! debut, gives up a penalty. Okay, Craig, talk about that game. Five, four, three, two, and one.
4: To be fair, uh anybody that watched that game, it was a little one-sided. Chelsea Chelsea play, we were playing really well and um had some really really good chances and to be fair when Antonio smashed that one in the net, I did not see that coming. Did not see that coming. Then they get another one late. Goalkeeper makes a penalty save as well. Yeah, it was pretty uh pretty entertaining game and a great result. Like I mean really good for West Ham. I'm really happy for them, but Yeah, Chelsea uh, (laughs) will feel like with all that dominance that they didn't get uh, a few more goals as well as some of the weak defending as well.
2: Yeah, you you think they're going to get together pretty soon, don't you? Um, I found it interesting Paqueta for West Ham, obviously embroiled in this transfer saga with Man City, but he gets, um, allegedly, he's been charged with um, gambling. Prem's investigating anyway. He's not charged just yet. So that deal's kind of fallen apart, it looks like, which is... Good news, right? Thank God he gambles, eh, Craig?
4: <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah. Now yeah, I don't, there's something behind it. I, I would, you know, allegedly, I, I think there's, uh, might be some smoke or fire. Is there a little fire as well as smoke? It would have seemed so. I mean, City, have uh, uh, just signed Docker, uh, today.
2: Um, so it seems that the Paquetta deal's off now. And uh, even the threat of it, right? We saw Ivan
4: Tony get in the eight month ban. Well that's right. I mean that's the thing. He could get banned for it. So it's nice he's a West Ham but not if he's sitting in the stands. <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. Also 100 million <laughs> that you could have maybe cashed in before then.
2: Um Aston Villa smash Everton 4-0. They bounced back from being smashed in the first week. Everton man, Everton, Everton could be going down dubs. Is this the year? Is this Maybe it's the year, right? Yeah. I mean, Henry, I mean Calvert-Lewin finally gets healthy and then gets taken off with a smashed in face. It's I
1: didn't
2: see that. it's just weird what happens to Everton right I mean at some point it's got to be the end of the run hasn't it and we're two games in and we can jump to all these conclusions it's way too soon really (laughs) to judge but I don't know there there should be three worst teams in Everton this year I think don't you but man I'd be pretty concerned if I'm a Toffees fan right now
0: yeah they've had a pretty rough goal can you imagine
4: you're right though The, the fans are definitely concerned no doubt, um,
2: Spurs. Man, orange ball is just flowing right now. Smash United two nothing. United maybe the crisis club. Who knows? Um, despite Harry Kane leaving, Spurs look great right now. They really do. They're passing the ball around. JC. Everything that JC predicted would happen when they signed Orange Postacoglu is coming to fruition. So once again, right, you crushed it.
3: Yeah, but you know what I didn't, you know, I didn't crush is my prediction with uh, the Estonian uh, league game that I called. It was, yeah. we know, JC, we know. Yeah. Fucking hell.
1: You're pulling that up for later, eh, Sharms? Because I I don't know where we stood. I know that I picked Liverpool, so I know that wasn't a big breach, but maybe it's a good segue. Oh
2: sure, you wanna go there? Sure. Yeah. Down one nothing to Bournemouth. Could have been
1: down two nothing within the first And you few in your dark web was already negative. I think it's gonna be a shitty season based on that one the two <laughs> the first ten minutes, because it was a little rocky and Sharps is already writing the season off. And I'm like, oh dude, that's too early.
2: You but totally I flipped
1: I flipped it pretty quick. You did, you flipped pretty quick. To my were... title contenders. Yeah. Within yeah.
2: twenty five minutes, basically. Gonna be one of those seasons. To actually, we could win this thing. Diaz's goal was disgusting. Mm-hmm. What a goal that was! Jota with the assist, McAllister with the red card, so he's out
1: for a couple of games. I I watched that. I watched it at three different angles because that's what they showed. But I watched it twice, so six different angles. Because then I stood up. Um, <laughs> that that did not. It wasn't flagrant. It was a little high, and he was a little late, but it was not.
0: He, that's you, Wanger
1: i'm worth the weight and i'm worth the energy but uh, i don't know what you're big did you see it did you see it amy or were you too deep in sleep that, that
0: i watched that a little red. bit of it i woke up and i checked my phone and then Charm's comments reminded me that it was on so okay was did like you see the red black. though no i missed it i yeah. same as you i saw the replays of it after
1: I just, but- I don't know what is a red anymore. That is my problem. I don't know what is a yellow, what's a red. Uh, guys getting touched by the keeper is now a, a penalty kick. You know, like I'm I'm confused at a lot of these things. And for me, you don't want to confuse me because I'm a new viewer. I'm a new fan. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, with with VAR, that's why you have VAR. And I'm I'm I don't understand why we're still in this. I mean, you're always going to have that with sport, but it seems even crazier right now, like the yellows and the reds that are coming out. That's
0: all. yeah, that is pretty money. Or but are you talking about like a keeper touching a player, like like today the penalty that was awarded?
1: Even today, I thought that was, that
0: was pretty clear.
1: Yeah, it was it was way more clear than the, the uh, other ones I've seen for sure. But it was still, you know, there's that level of could he touch the ball, right? And it looked like the ball was already. I I thought for, I don't know. I I mean, it's tough. It's it's a call very quickly.
0: Yeah, I thought that was yeah, a really clear I mean, set piece by them.
4: That goalkeeper uh, Johnson, when that ball comes through like that, when he's making his move, he's got to know that he's not going to get there. Like, and even if he comes out on the top of the six. With him going at that pace, it's got to be a really good touch to get by you, and it's going to leave him a really tough angle. Poke it away from you, look for contact. Like It's so obvious. It's like you could read it like a book. So I don't know why he he went in so hard and why he didn't just make a move toward him, pull out, make him make that heavy touch, and then it will go out for a goal kick. We
1: wouldn't be talking about it. Make a move toward him and pull out. I get that. Saying that. That's a good line.
0: <laughs> a little high, a little late. Saying that. <laughs> pull out.
4: <laughs> it can be confusing, though, because the when you look at the United game last week, the goalkeeper literally comes out for a cross. He's nowhere near it, and he just levels the guy. Yeah. What, who, who? What game was that? Man, you ended up winning at one nil, but it should have been a penalty.
2: You know, though they're, they're saying this season they're they're calling a lot more, right? There's been tons of yellow cards, mentioned five red cards. Um, time wastings being hammered right now as well. So what's time have,
1: wasting? Give me a time wasting. Um, on the on the keepers. If the like throwing the throwing the ball, then I saw Trent Alexander like Arnold got a yellow card for it. I didn't. Okay. A yellow card for keeping the ball on the sideline when, like, fucking around with a with a throw-in. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. Filed and- under shithousery.
1: Shithousery, yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Clamping down on the shithousery.
2: Um, what other ones here? Oh, Brighton. What about Brighton? Eight goals in two games. Flying Ooh. right now. That Matoma goal, maybe goal of the season.
0: He's one of my favorites. I love Matoma.
2: Oh, you know, he's fast becoming one of my favorites, too. He's the guy that did the uh, dissertation on dribbling at university, his thesis.
0: Yes, I remember reading about that.
2: Mm-hmm. And he can sure dribble. That goal was just incredible. The turn, the pace, the power, and then the finish. He's just really special. He'll be the next Brighton player to go for like $100 million somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they'll just replace him as someone else.
0: Yeah, that's what, they, that's do. what they do. They keep churning out quality players. But his determination to consistently and in a variety of ways to, to get himself to that byline and deliver a quality cross is unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forrest beat the Blades 2 uh, 1. Chris Wood, our favorite, yeah. playing for Nottingham Forest, scored a big one at the death. It's probably
1: a joke in there. Nominative. how does
0: Livermento do this week? Yeah,
1: the most popular of Mentos flavors. <laughs> yeah. I did, I listened to it.
0: You heard it, yeah. Oh my god,
2: it's so good. Uh, Jimmy still thinks we're idiots, by the way. I think for that one,
0: he usually does, which is why okay. he's not
2: here today because we're idiots. Uh, Brentford beat
1: three, uh, beat Fulham 3 0. Yes, and Buemo,
2: we, we see his penalty. Did you see a penalty he scored? Yeah. yeah, it's like the slowest penalty you ever
1: seen. Okay, so our friend uh, Alan Alan Sc- Scholes out on the West Coast, he was talking about the speed slash hesitation that has been going on with the with the actual penalty takers, and saying like it seems like they've armed them and letting them get away with this motion that isn't natural, that is unfair to keepers. And keepers are now being held to kind of old school. Hey, stay on that line. Don't you know? There's they they've been really. I, what do you guys think of that? That because everyone's herky jerky, moving around like slowing down right before the kick, not like basically stalling. It's basically they're doing the robot as they go up to kick. And I know, we're I know Walsh. I know Walsh is excited. Well, as long he to, as they keep the motion <laughs> going in a forward
4: motion the whole time, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. But it's it's it should be like a natural motion. I think that's what Alan was kind of. Um, but it goes both ways. We saw uh, the Mary, Mary
2: Queen of Stops for England,
0: it's right? On Mary. that
2: penalty save, it was a bad penalty, right? But she was way off her line mm. when that was taken, and by the laws of the game, that that should have been
1: retaken.
0: Yep, and it wasn't. I was surprised that it didn't come back.
1: But they did that against. Was it Australia that she did? It was in a PK situation at the end of the game, right? Ending mis- of the shooter. match, and she took her her angle, started going forward way before, you know, as the person was kicking. Or you just have in, to have
0: one foot on the line when the when right. the ball is being struck.
1: Right, and they and- let her the kicker do it again it yeah, was a re-kick. and she
0: saved she saved both she
1: saved it twice yes Mackenzie
0: arnold it was unbelievable right. yeah right. but it, so um mary queen of stops and they were calling her also sweary mary which i loved
1: <laughs> okay, fuck off
2: yeah. it was fuck, amazing. Crystal, fuck.
0: it's amazing <laughs> i loved it
2: she was brilliant hey so, so that law so if you can keep one foot in the line why wouldn't you see more like seven foot goalkeepers with long legs you guys just just like <laughs> step one giant step forward towards a spot to cut the angle down. That's what I'd recommend.
0: Yeah. I you wonder I mean? like, or why you don't see more keepers like actually starting like with like a step towards the, the keeper, but maybe that would put them at a disadvantage.
4: Well, they Good do. If one. you if you watch how they they approach it during the World Cup, they take mm-hmm. a step backwards. They pretty much mastered it now because coming off the line, you get caught. You pull. They pull it back. I've only seen that, that one that I've, I've noticed that they didn't call it back. They're really strict about it. What's your ru- think- what was
1: what was your rule back in the like when you played Craig back in the day? What was what was the keeper rule? It was couldn't move on the line, right?
4: Well, it it it, uh, it evolved from having to stay on the line and stay still until the shot is taken, which everybody, you know, obviously didn't do, cheated all the time. They're way off the line. And then it was you could move on the line, but you couldn't come off it. And they would still come off it until really when the, the VAR came in and they said, you have to stop doing that. So you have to sort of adjust to it. But I don't know why the guys don't move on the line a little bit more.
0: Well, you were seeing it, like you saw Musevich do it, you saw and McKenzie Arnold you. do it, you saw mm-hmm. Mary Erps do it, where Craiger uh, they do, like they, they have the intel on the shooter, clearly. So say, it's sharms no, not Sharms because Sharms would scuff his. Say it was Wonger, and I know that Wonger's going to shoot to my left. Then the keepers make a hard move to the right, almost like stab into the ground and then for a really big push-off, and then go the other way. So I, I wondered if if that's a technique that's used sort of across the game or, or that's just something we're seeing in the women's game? Because the well, goalkeeping, you've talked about it, the quality in this tournament was unreal.
4: It really was. It was really good. But from that standpoint, I never, unless you are up against somebody taking a penalty who's going to be watching what you're doing and one of those guys, Herky Jerky, that Wonger's talking about going in and they're taking their time, they're waiting for the goalkeeper to move.
3: <laughs> doing
4: that, And sometimes, okay, they think you're going to the left, whatever. But most of them, especially when you get into the latter parts of the penalty takers, they're not accustomed. They're not going to be that tricky. They're going to pick a corner and they're going to go with it. So I think that generally is a waste of time unless they're waiting for the keeper to move first and then obviously that little head or drop in the shoulder might be enough that they think, oh, they're going left. No, they are. We're going right. So
0: I think what's more interesting rather than like the herky-jerky, the stall kind of run-up is like the run up that Odegaard used today where he starts like he's right behind the ball, but he's almost at the top of the 18 or even beyond it. And then he makes like a long looping run to the right before he's going to strike it with his left. Right. And he's opening up his foot and putting it to yeah, the lower left. Yeah. Like, I think that's a really, does a really good job of disguising it and it seems more effective yeah, than the kind of, I don't know it looks like the guys are happy. Well, a it, and
4: then sometimes. then I also will say about that about people that try to discuss their shots. The goalkeeper generally is going to make his decision a split second probably before, but he's going to make his decision. So if you're trying to give him the goalkeepers the eyes, you're fucking wasting your time. He's already picked his corner prior to that.
0: This is me giving you the eyes, Craig Forrest.
4: Yeah, tell you one left.
0: <laughs> I'm like
1: Oh, blushing you. <laughs> oh my, is that was that your line? Was that something you did? <laughs> oh God! Can you imagine Amy in university Wait. trying to talk oh, to you. <laughs> like, What's that girl imagine doing is like? What's wrong t- t- with her? Is she she's okay? Gonna...
3: <laughs> Should she see something?
1: <laughs> God, I think she she better be drunk. No, nope.
3: awful <laughs> <Yeah>. oh,
1: <laughs> Awful
2: twitch. <laughs> <laughs> like Marty Feldman. <laughs> You know what? I think we found our uh, little video outtake for
1: uh, Oh no, Marty Feldman
2: <laughs> Promotional. Horrific. That was really yeah. disturbing, Dubs. Really sorry. Jesus, <laughs> is that how you first got your claws into JP? you that,
0: <laughs> right. couldn't resist.
2: <laughs> um, other stories. Quickly, there's just a gloss over. Um, Jubelian scored two goals and assists for Real Madrid. Keeps it going. Um, see, Wrexham down 4-1 to Swindon at halftime. They they tie it 5-5 in the end. They've the given up 24 Sweden? goals. Swindon even? Yeah, it's to Swindon. 24 goals in their three home games to the point where Ben Foster retired today.
0: I put him over the edge.
4: Yeah, yeah. He yeah has enough. Enough. He's like, yeah. Four I'm out of here. And this is, this <laughs> is a bit, take a step up. He
2: retired before, and then he retired again. So, yeah, four games in, he's, he's had enough. Uh, Leo Messi yeah. did it again into Miami, win their first trophy. The, the League's Cup won his favorite championship. They've lifted the trophy. Can Ten we talk about that trophy Messi. for
0: a second? Can we talk about that trophy? Looks like somebody took, like, a, one of those hammers that they, like, smash out, I don't know, like, art, That's used, like the steel drums, and they smashed out the League's Cup trophy. <laughs> it looks so homemade.
4: Let me see looks- this thing. Well, it kind of matches the tournament. I mean, what the yeah. fuck?
0: <laughs> but it's it's so, so, so ridiculously large, right? It was, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I don't is this care a
1: sports about sports car I,
0: middle-aged guy sort of thing. That you're like, we need a really big trophy, people. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this what's happening?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it is weird, isn't it? It's almost right? like a like a holy grail type thing.
4: Most people don't even know what they won.
1: Messi the thinks lit, he won the league cup. I guess is what it's called.
4: I mean, it, it looks Missy like
0: Oscar the, the Grouch is
1: lives one, in it. pretty sure. <laughs> it was a great. It was a. They were. It was a great match. Miami against Nashville. They were into it. Oh wait, CF Montreal and what a what a Toronto goal. FC. What was that about?
2: Actually, Dubs. Before we, about? before we go
1: into that very quickly, Dubs. Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> there's the trophy it was actually designed and created by a blind soccer fan.
0: No.
2: Yeah, where to go, you're Amy! You're fucking with me. Way
4: to go, Amy! And
0: I just, I just destroyed it. No, yeah, no, you're fucking around.
4: Have a look. Well, no, that would make sense. That's why it looks like
2: that. Yeah, so you're you're making fun of this trophy? Oh no! Uh, visually impaired person. So, no, I'm joking. you c- c- well, I
0: knew it. You knew <laughs> <Their> <laughs>
2: transitivity: a e plus b equals, equals you c. I on
0: to your glasses for a really long time. It's your tell.
2: Oh, is that what it is. I'm thinking really I'm all <laughs> That's in. Right. I'm all in.
0: <laughs>
2: um what were we talking That's about before? take. Use <laughs> that one. Yeah, is that the one. Um yeah, so TFC they scored two goals. Yeah. That's good.
1: But two goals, good.
0: That's it we're clinging
2: to.
1: Very good goal, one of them, or the first one?
0: Oh yeah, that first one, that, crow that was with his left foot. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, but Jules Antony Vilsain. For CF Wait. Montreal. He was uh, très, très bon. He was he created those opening two goals, and Matthew Chouinier was also excellent.
1: You love Matthew Chouinier.
0: I really do. I also love seeing Sam Piet there. I hope he does. It's great to see Sam Piet back in that midfield mm. as, a, as a mainstay, a stalwart in there. And I was also really pleased to see Michael Bradley. He only played yeah. a half, but that that's good for TFC, right?
1: I don't know. Yeah. I think the Bradley should leave. Hmm. No, I think no, just just as present in the room, the hopefully cleans it up. Yeah, it's awkward. Just time to clean house. Maybe clean the house, but not him. Has an idea? Yes, him. He's Why? part Why of him? the issue. Why Michael? Because because you can't. It's part of this whole uh, establishment in the room. And you, sometimes you, as you guys know, you have to clean house. Yeah, if He's, there's still someone around who has never, a bit of that, I'm let anybody down. I'm not saying he has, but I'm saying it's been awkward for him. People will smell awkward. They, you know, I, I'm just saying it's time. Sorry, Michael. my around. Honestly, you, they, they get rid of the, the bad seeds. They they clean house. Come on, Footy Prime, like, and
2: fight your and side. He sticks around. So I really <laughs> hope because he ain't the problem. Yeah, that's no. For sure. But
0: I mean, I thought it was good. Good for Terry. I think in the second half he outcoached coached I think so like Vid Sang creates those opening two goals and then he gets hurt in the 38th minute and then Lasada brings on a four. And I love Chino a four, but he's very one-dimensional and he didn't link up with anybody. Uh was sort of very um isolated on the attack, and it and it sort of stifled CF Montreal. And then they run on insignia and they took Bradley off, they made a couple of changes, Berna kinda of got going, stopped stopped shouting at everybody and maybe started to put his energy in, into playing a little bit more. And CF Montreal almost almost let them tie it up.
1: I wonder if they like each other in and Bernadeschi.
0: I think we know that they don't.
1: <laughs> That's what I like to talk
2: about. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> By uh, the way, uh, Josh Cloaker wrote earlier today, just uh, well, quite recently actually, on The Athletic, that John herbin is still considered the front runner to be named TFC head coach, according to sources.
0: That can't be though, can it? Can it be?
2: Why, why, why would you doubt it?
0: Well, I think Jimmy made the point on a couple of podcasts ago where, you know, obviously things aren't great with Canada soccer, but you've got a home world cup on the horizon. And you're going to test the waters in like a fractured side and a, like it's not going very well at TFC and you jump in there and that you're putting all your eggs in that basket and then it, you, you fail. And then like your stock plummets as a coach, right?
1: But maybe Amy, it's so bad at the CSA that he is like that. Is it's it's maybe not a dumpster fire. It's maybe a dumpster fire in a shithole. In like it could be just in the least trophy. Him. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Well,
2: honestly, given what John's on at Canada, right? Which is yeah, I don't know the f- exact number, but it's
1: 450. 450. I, I looked packaged. it up.
2: At least a decent it it's pay packet,
1: right? 450. That's no, more than that. Well, on top of other stuff, because there's bonuses. And oh, all I that, bet he's, he's over a mil. I bet you. Yeah. Hmm. Or close.
2: Anyway, good money, whatever it is. Um, maybe he figures he's next in the cutting block.
1: Hmm.
2: Hot take. Just pure speculation on my part, but a, a, a program that needs money when the head coach, rightly so, makes good money. Um, they haven't got games coming up. If that Japan result goes poorly, after an average Gold Cup, a bad final to the Nations League, maybe he thinks, man, like I might not be around for the World Cup and home soil. I've got the opportunity now for a, for a good club job. Craig,
4: yeah, I you know. I've never said this before because I think it is a very good job with Canada, and it's and it's got some longevity which most coaches don't have, and it's going to take them a lot to screw that up. But. You think how frustrated we've been from the women's side, from the men's side, from the association. It's coming at everybody sideways. Can you imagine what it's like for John? Windows, he's not even getting games for himself, let alone getting games for the U-17s or the U-20s and preparing these teams properly. I think it gets to a point where he's like, you know what, if you guarantee, give me a four-year contract at two point something million a year, who knows what it is, Right. Yep. And I think they'll give them some time. MLS is a little bit different than going into you know, something like you know, an offer like Huddersfield or something like that in the UK where they get in that relegation position and they're going to cut your throat quickly. So I don't think it wouldn't surprise me where I think maybe before the World Cup, it would. Have. And you know what? I think
2: he would not just get the head coach job. They'd give him the entire football side of things.
0: Would they, even after they, they made that mistake with Bradley, they would do that again?
2: Well, maybe they, they'd him with more, with, with more better stuff, like a sports scientist, for example. But John's very much about that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. About having
2: that support team around him. He's always had that with Canada. Even on a, on a shoestring budget, he's had to raise those funds himself mm-hmm. to, to accommodate his staff. Going to TFC in that professional environment, that wouldn't be the question. would it? He could get who he wants to, to, to support him. Mm-hmm. Don't you think?
0: Yep. I think his first move is to bring Borean in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, you know what? You know, I mean, not Borean aside, um, I'm not so sure that that Canada Kna- men's room is, is great either, to be honest with you. You think? Right. I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes there that we are not privy to. And this band of brothers isn't quite mm-hmm. what we think it is. Oh, so, man. maybe he, he's jumping out of one mm-hmm. frying pan into another fire, but so be that,
1: that statement that they threw out on the day, what on Thursday or Friday, it, it seemed a little incoherent to me as far as how life works. And one of the points that was made, I forget, I think it was Oliver Platt. Made the point, you know, they can't threaten not to let you play at a nation's nations cup match because that's contractually through Concacaf, and I, I have no idea, but it sounded like a valid argument. So some yeah, of that, sure. you know, it's it, I just kind of read that, going, this sounds uh, unviable. All mm-hmm. of these facts, and 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 that's for me who doesn't know that much.
4: So. I think with the dumpster fire that is Toronto FC at the moment, is that Mr. Starr, I think it's proven that you can't. It's yeah. going on and on. Certainly not in a time you know a timely manner where he's going to get a, a real fair crack at this team to prepare for you know the World Cup. Because let's face it, he talks about winning it or or you know let's, He's going deep into that turn. He wants this team to do well, and they're capable. But if things aren't going right, this is a you know you're taking Toronto FC from the bottom. It looks as though he's going to be in relegation position for the, another second year running, and you can change your team. He you can pick and choose, and I'm sure he would be uh, obviously have a staff, but he'll be in the decision-making process one way or the other, maybe not in complete control, but he'll be in the process. And why not? I think the coaches should be in the process of players that come and go.
2: Yep, TFC's at rock bottom, right? One way to go, really, for a new manager, ambitious manager. It makes complete sense. i tell you what, if I'm John Herpman or if I'm Bev Priestman, I am entertaining every other offer that comes to me. No matter what it is, I'm listening and talking.
0: Have because you seen it, that Bev has been mentioned also in like um, USA. potential candidates for the U.S.? Yeah.
2: Yep. Wow. That's a good job because like that- you said dub you to this a lot on the broadcasts um broadcasts and on the broadcasts you 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 said that the states yeah they crashed out but they could have won that game and then who knows what would have happened they're not a bad team suddenly they're still a great yeah. team yeah.
0: absolutely they just lacked kind of a collective identity and right. i think yeah. that it's fair to blame Andonovsky for that i think he deserves some of the blame <clears throat> but maybe not all of the blame
4: there's a lot of pressure being the american coach they get they they they're under the microscope now like never before and uh you can see what happened heart. when they crashed out. They went
1: out. Craig, there's no heart. pressure like there is for the Canadian soccer coaches in the world. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the players. <laughs> and the players.
1: Man. No expectations.
2: Get in, be happy. No, Wonga. It's enormous pressure. Uh, and we're all mean. We're all mean. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Should we get, get to the parlay? Uh, just have yes. a look back on what happened on the most recent attempt to buy Craig a nice casket. It went wrong again. All right, so the picks were we had England beating Spain, right, Dubs?
0: Uh, wait, I wasn't involved in this latest yes, one. Yes, you were. I was.
1: Yeah. No, that was, no, Craig. But, no, yeah, that was Craig. No, was Yeah, no, because we that. did
0: a we did a broadcast on the Friday That's instead of right. a news and but Dubs, so I was not involved in that. Oh, Craig, all
2: right, yeah, it was. So Craig, Craig got me. England over Spain, so so we lost that one. Um, Forest, Sheffield United. Was that Jimmy? Jimmy Probably won Jimmy, that one, right? That was Jimmy. <laughs> that
1: was he scary. picked Forest.
2: He won that. <clears throat> Jimmy, oh, that's a good one. Um, Liverpool, Bournemouth. Who had that one? Was that
1: me? No, that's Wanger. That Third you. You won longer. that, Wanger. Yeah, I did.
2: Panu JK Vaprus of against nom Kalju FC in the Estonian <laughs> league. Uh, JC had picked um, uh, Panu JK Vaprus, I think, right? And nom yeah. Kalju FC won. Would- it was three three. No, it was three three. Oh, no, he picked oh, was Noma. It, was it okay? He Sorry, picked that
3: we had Noma. It, yeah, it was it was, it was all the way. way. It, it it was. And then, but I, I tell you, who saw that coming? To be honest, <laughs> again, I said no love lost there. And if you looked at the numbers, it was like it's a no brainer. And I know, I think a lot of my Estonian counterparts and people listening in Estonia, who we will be about to become the top five Estonian Canadian uh All uh, of oh, them. There you go. All one, yeah. That's it. Uh, they they will agree that it was it was a shocker. So, you know, things happen.
0: You blew it. You blew it. Blew it. <laughs> yeah.
3: You blew it. Bayern
1: Munich beating Liverpool, oh.
2: hardly a stretch. And Bayern, of course, won that one quite handily. And Alfonso
1: Davies two assists
2: mm-hmm. looked incredible, including one to Harry Kane for his first goal.
1: He's a Bayern Munich player. Both looked. They're going to tear it up in yeah, that weird way. I league. think you're right.
2: So we got three out of five.
1: but Meatloaf it's going to write a song for Cody us. Bet, that doesn't count. we <laughs> got, got
0: a par, not a parlay.
1: Because <laughs> three <laughs> out of five don't win. I want you. I need you. And I guess there needs to be some FuboTV.com slash footy prime. Do, do, do. Because three out of five don't win. <laughs> Keep buying <on> newspapers. <laughs> no one's
0: listening anymore.
3: Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime. And on Instagram at footy prime IG. <gasps> All right,
1: we're done. Good. It was amazing. Great <laughs> podcast, guys. That was fun. Was it? <laughs>